Welcome to PHT in the Morning with your host, Pastor David Miller from the Pentecostal Holiness Tabernacle in Cincinnati, Ohio. Good morning and welcome to another episode of PHT in the Morning with Pastor David Miller. And we are just so honored and happy to share with you some from God's Word this morning. So I always say this morning because that's the program title, but you may be listening to this in the middle of the day or in the evening and doesn't matter. I hope you're having a great day whatever time it is or wherever part of the country that you're from. I personally am a pastor in Cincinnati, Ohio, at a church called the Pentecostal Holiness Tabernacle. I've been pastor there since I was 29 years old. I've been there for 38 years, so I have a great congregation, a great church that I truly love, and I feel they love me. So we want to get right in the Word of God this morning, and what I want to talk to you about today, my title is going to be Three things the Lord requires of us. Three things the Lord requires of us. Or I'll say of me. Of me. We're going to look at Micah chapter number 6. Uh, these are Old Testament scriptures. Um, Micah chapter 6 verse number 1. Now I want to say this. This is Micah speaking on the Lord's behalf or the Lord speaking through him. Notice verse 1 of Micah chapter 6. Hear ye now what the Lord saith. Arise, contend thou before the mountains, and let the hills hear thy voice. Hear ye, O mountains, the Lord's controversy, and ye strong foundations of the earth. For the Lord hath a controversy with his people, and he will plead with Israel. O my people, what have I done unto thee? And wherein have I wearied thee? Testify against me. For I brought thee up out of the land of Egypt and redeemed thee out of the house of servants. And I set thee before thee, Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. O my people, remember now what Balak, king of Moab, consulted, and what Balaam, the son of Beor, answered him from Shidom unto Gilgal, that ye may know the righteousness of the Lord. Wherewith shall I come before the Lord? And bow myself before the high God. Shall I come before him with burnt offerings? With calves of a year old? Will the Lord be pleased? With thousands of rams? Or with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression? The fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? And then the answer comes in verse number 8. In verse number 8, he said, He hath shewed thee, or showed thee, O man, what is good 
And what doth the Lord require of thee? But to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. So if you're listening to me today thinking, boy, if I only knew exactly what God requires of me, what what does God expect or what does God require? Now you notice here, this was Micah saying, hear what the Lord says. And uh, he said to his people, I don't know what I've done to you. How have I wearied you? What can you say against me? This is the Lord. In other words, he said, actually he said, testify against me or what have I done? Can you say anything? Do you know anything? And there's no one listening to me that could truthfully say from your heart that God has done anything against you. He begins to tell them then from uh, verse number four and five, he said, I brought you out of the land of Egypt. I brought you out of the house of servants. He said, I redeemed you. In other words, I bought you back from that terrible situation you was in. And he said before them, Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. So if you want to call it this, there's a pastor, an assistant, and a song leader, or a worship leader. Uh, now, of course, I'm being jestful on that. Moses was the uh, deliverer. Aaron was his brother that helped him as an advisor. And Miriam was the one that grabbed the timbrels when they got across the river, uh, or the sea, rather, and played on the timbrels and sang the song. And he says, my people, don't you remember what I've done for you? He asked him to remember about Balaam and, and Balak and how that the Lord had delivered them. So then he gives them clear instructions in verse number eight. And this is what we're really talking about from verse number eight. He, he said, wherewith, wherewith shall I come before the Lord? And bow myself before the high God. Shall I, this is verse six? I'm so sorry. Shall I come before Him with burnt offerings, with calves of a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with ten thousands of rams? Or what about my firstborn? Or rivers of oil? He mentioned all these things, and God. I want to say God is not interested. He wasn't then, and He's not now in those things. But in verse number eight, he said, he has showed thee, O man, what is good. He's told you what the Lord requires. So we do have these requirements. Micah got three requirements. And they were simply this. Do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with thy God. So these are three uh, simple things, but they're powerful things that I'd like to talk to you about this morning. And in these, the first one was to do justly. So I think that is pretty uh, self-explanatory. We know what it means to do just or to justice or right, do the right thing. We know not to be unjust or not to be uh, 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 committing sin or doing wrong. Uh, so that's what he says. 
Do justly. Do what's right. I know God has created within us a conscience. Sometimes I look at some folks and I wonder if they have one, but God has given us a conscience and we know what is right and what is wrong. Amen. And the Word of God tells us many things uh, about things we should not do and things that we should do. Now, there'll be some folks tell you that the Bible's not a list of do's and don'ts. That's absolutely not correct. The Bible said, if you do this, you'll prosper. If you do this, you'll hear from heaven. And if you hear my voice and you do this. So the Bible all through there gives us a clear list of instruction. So when we know what God's word says about a thing, we must do the right thing. Don't go against your own uh, conscience. Don't go against God's word. Don't try to find ways around the word. Pardon me. There's some folks I know uh, at certain things that comes up, they're not normally liars. But if they think it'll get them out of a pinch or cause them not to uh, lose favor, sometimes they'll play recklessly with the truth and therefore tell a fib, a lie. So we must be careful. Do the right thing, no matter what. So what does God want me to do? He wants you to do justly. Do it. Do things just. Do things right. Do things righteously. Second one was to love mercy. So, excuse me, I had to get a drink of water there. To love mercy. Now, We know that God is a merciful God. And we know that God has been merciful to us. Actually, in the uh, uh, Sermon on the Mount, when Jesus preached that great sermon in Matthew uh, 5 through 7, all three chapters there is part of that Sermon on the Mount. He even uh, said, Blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. And we know that the mercies of God are new every morning. They don't get old. So God has shown great mercy to us in that he has forgiven us of our sins. Everybody listening to me today was born in sin. We were all sinners, every one of us, no matter if you grew up as a child in church and you never went really out into the world or anything, we was born with that stigma of sin upon us. And we must repent and we must ask Christ into our heart and repent of our sins. And then the mercy of God will forgive us of our sins. Thank God for that. So I want to tell you this though. Don't just thank God for his mercy, but you need to fall in love with mercy. What I mean by that is you need to pray to be more merciful to others. I think it's a requirement that we show mercy. We don't want to be like, well, I'm going to expect mercy from someone else, 
but I'm not going to give it back in return. It's kind of like that man in the scriptures where he owed a certain amount and he said, I don't have any money to pay. And the Bible said he was forgiven, but someone owed him one-tenth of that amount. And he said, pay that thou owest. And when that person said, I don't have anything to pay, the Bible said he choked him. He began to choke the man, his servant. And that's kind of like I think we get if we're not very careful. So if we want forgiveness, we have to forgive. If we want mercy, we must be merciful. So that's the second one. Love mercy. Be ready to show mercy. Be ready to forgive. Third one was, and to walk humbly with thy God. I don't think this word means to walk around uh, appearing to be humble. Don't walk around, you know, acting as if you want to show everybody just how humble that you are. Humility, I don't think is expressed in how we try to just appear outwardly or physically. But I think humility is also in our hearts and how we react. There's a story, I'll tell you quickly, from Daniel chapter 4, a man by the name of Nebuchadnezzar, I'm sure you've heard that name. In, Je- in Daniel 4, 1, uh, he had a dream. And so he called in all of his uh, magicians and uh, so on and told the dream and asked for an interpretation. And no one could interpret the dream. So they sent for Daniel to come in and interpret the dream. The dream was told to Daniel, and I'll just go over it uh, pretty much here, not 100% exact, but he saw a tree. And this tree was like in the middle of the earth. Its roots went down really deep, and its branches seemed to cover everywhere. And uh, the fowls of the air rested in it. The beast of the field had shadow under it, uh, ate under it, and so on. And he heard a voice saying, hew down the tree and uh, cast off the branches and so on. So he heard, he seen this great uh, dream. Daniel, in verse number 23, he begins to... Uh, 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 or they told him rather in verse 23 that he said, but when the tree was cut down, I heard him say, leave the roots and the stump. So then when Daniel began to uh, speak to him, he told him, he said, you are the tree. Your kingdom has grown. It's got large and, and people uh, rest in you and so on. He was telling him all that. And he told him, he said, but, you are going to be driven from men and your hair is going to grow out like eagle feathers, your nails like bird claws, and you'll be driven from men and eat grass like an oxen. And he knew he had to become humble and recognize God or this was going to happen, and he did. For about, the Bible said, the space of 12 months, he was humble. But in verse number 29, at the end of that 12 months, 
The Bible said he was walking and in verse 30 through Babylon and in verse 30, he said, I, is this not Babylon that I have built for a royal dwelling for my might and my power for the honor of my majesty? So he forgot about God. He lost his humility. And he said, I've done this. I built this by my might, my power, for my honor and my majesty. Brother, God's not going to share his majesty and honor and his deity with nobody. So this was a bad mistake. And verse 31 said the word was still in his mouth when it was heard that very hour it was heard hew down the tree cast off his branches just exactly like he saw in the dream and like daniel had gave him the interpretation verse 33 the bible said that very hour the word was fulfilled and verse 34 said uh, at the end of the that he went out, was driven out from among men and did eat grass like an oxen and his hair grew out like uh, eagle feathers and his nails like bird claws. But in verse 34, here's the reason the stump and the roots were left. At the end of the time, verse 34 said, he lifted up his eyes and he blessed the God of heaven, the most high. And his understanding returned to him. And he realized that God was in charge of everything. And then in verse 36, the Bible talked about his entire kingdom being restored to him just like it was. So Nebuchadnezzar learned a great lesson that day. God blessed him. God raised him up and, and gave him a kingdom. Because of his sin and because of his haughtiness and because of not being uh, his pride and not showing humility, he was driven out from among men. But when he looked up to heaven and blessed the God, the most high God, God restored him. There's mercy coming back in again, isn't it? God restored him back. To his previous position. So you may be out there saying, brother, you don't know what I've done, what I've been through, where I'm at. Really, that doesn't matter. If you will repent and ask God to forgive you and come back into your life, honor God, recognize God, and just do justly, just love mercy, and walk humbly with your God, God can restore you right back to where you once were. I hope this lesson, or this episode, rather, has been a great blessing to you. That's my intention. And we're here only for that. So remember this again as we go off today. Do justly. Love mercy. Walk humbly with thy God. Those things the Lord requires of us, or so says Micah. This is Pastor David Miller saying God bless you and have a great rest of your day.